Welcome to the Fancy Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Kirk, and I'm with Greg, and let's get it started. Kirk. Oh, Greg. My man. That song never could ever explain better what's just happened in the last few weeks with fantasy football. It's unbelievable. Welcome to the jungle. Oh, my goodness. It's nuts. It's been absolutely nuts. Maybe not so much in the two-for-one league, which the show is all about, but uh, we couldn't help ourselves, and we thought, what more do we need in late June, early July? Um, so we started another Dynasty Fantasy Football League, and it has been on fire ever since its inception. More to come on that, folks. More to come Yes, yep, absolutely. So, hey, well, we took, our, I guess, our little – three weeks sabbatical for our mm-hmm. summer leave, but we are back in it. Um, I think we're, 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 well, yeah, less than two months away from the NFL season. So we've got to get back on our one week, uh, uh, one show per week kind of routine. Yeah. We've got to get caught finish up. Out these team previews. Yeah. Well, so today we're actually, so we're going to resume with our, with our previews and, and we are on, you know, if you remember way back when, when we ranked our teams after the draft, uh, the team that we ranked number six was Miguel's team, which is the Purple PP Eaters. Um, so that's the team we're going to preview today. Wonderful. I love PP Eaters. Yeah. He loves he loves PP too. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so just a, just a little bit about uh, Miguel. Uh, first of all, he is an affirmative action hire for this <laughs> league. Um, he's from the great country of uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, he is a this is only his second time playing fantasy football. Uh, his first was last year, and he didn't reveal that until halfway through the season. He ha- see he has a lot of machismo. So he doesn't like to admit when he's wrong or if he doesn't know something, which which is great, uh, a great attribute for, for fantasy football. So um, but uh, I think, as uh, you know, part of these episodes was to kind of introduce, you know, the guys in Texas to the guys in Pennsylvania. But I think everybody already gets a feel that Miguel is not one who is shy when it comes to trading. Uh, so if you are looking to trade, uh, send some action his way, and I guarantee um, you'll get a response, and I'm sure you'll probably get a deal to happen because he just can't help himself. Yeah, he's he's a gunslinger when it comes to trading. Hey, shoot, shoot or shoot, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so, yeah, like I said, we have him in, in, in sixth place um, in our rankings now. The, the important thing to remember is we made these rankings right after the draft. And we just mentioned how he is a, he does like to trade. So he has, I think had three or four trades since the draft. So his, his power ranking I'm sure will change as will some others. Um, but right now we have met six. We will update our power rankings right, right before the, the NFL regular season, which Kirk, I know you know when that is. Um, yes. I know exactly the, what it is. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> Very obvious. Uh, but the other thing that was kind of interesting since the last show is Miguel, who, again, in his um, ultimate obsession 
to where he's a lush and has jumped right into fantasy football. He actually pays monthly dues to fantasypros.com. And fantasy pros, you can inject your league into that site and they will kind of flush out a power rankings of uh, from their own making. And, and Miguel did that for the league and posted the results. And it was almost uncanny how similar the results were from the so-called fantasy pros compared to our rankings. Oh yeah. I, I, as I look at it, I, I think they wanted to give the number one team a higher ranking than 100. I think there was supposed to be some bonus points awarded, but it, that may not have been yeah. a feature that he paid for. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, if he got the advanced filters uh, for the, uh, for the rankings, it, it, yeah, we would have been way over a hundred. Oh yeah. But you know, it's just, I, the only reason I bring it up is it's kind of funny uh, when we came up with our rankings, everybody thought it was just a hit piece and a way to kind of talk smack to the rest of the league. But in all actuality, it was, couldn't have been closer to the truth. Yes, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I mean, I think when, when we uh, uh, go into Dano's team or computer Dano, there'll be some, there'll be some information revealed as to why we ranked him so high. Right. Right. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into his team. And then after we talk about his team, we'll get into our new league. Um, you ready to get started, man? Let's get it going. All right. So I'm just going to go down his starting roster. Then I'll list off his bench. Um, no no sense in going through his draft as it's already changed. His team has already changed so much. Yeah. So at the quarterback position, uh, starting this is a starting roster, he has Aaron Rodgers. Uh, his two running backs are Zeke and Marlon Mack. Three receivers, Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen, Tyler Boyd. Tight end, Eric Ebron. And his two flex positions currently as Sony Michelle and Tyrell Williams. All right, moving on to his bench. He has Mitch Trubisky as his only uh, only other quarterback. So that's, that's something he's going to have to rectify there. Uh, running backs, Jalen Richard. Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, and Darwin Thompson at receiver, Albert Wilson, Nelson Aguilar, Demarcus Robinson, James Washington, and Michael Gallup. Then finally at tight end, he has Delaney Walker, Matt Lacoste, and Kyle Rudolph. So uh, I, I like to – if I had to compare – his team to any celebrity that's out there, it would this would have to be a Dolly Parton <laughs> team. Yeah, do you know where I'm going with that one? Big boobies? What? Uh, uh very top heavy. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he Miguel has the biggest boobs out of anybody in the league. Uh no, but very you know. When you start reading through his, you know, his starting lineup, I think, you know, his core guys are, you know, his top running backs, his top receivers, his quarterback, very good. Um, but then you start to scratch the surface, and I think that's why ultimately he earned the ranking of sixth in the league. Um, but let's talk about that. So, how, how, I guess, overall, how do you feel about Well, here's, here's a really big problem that I think he's addressed in his other leagues that I think he needs to address right away. He has one, two, three, four, five players, all with the same bye week. 
Oh, he does not like that. No. Um, I mean, and then you then he gets into where he has one. Oh my gosh. Two, three, four players, five players with the same bye week. I mean, his his week seven, eight, nine is gonna be yeah, he's just done. disastrous. Yeah. He's gonna no, yeah, three. He... <laughs> yeah. And and that's not something, you know, with a league like that, you, you can't recover from that, especially no uh, that late in the season. So he's um he's already made some trades in another league because of his bye week, so <laughs> He needs to I don't know if he's – yeah. I don't know the last time he's looked at this roster, but that's definitely something oh, well. uh, he's going to have to take into account. Yeah, I'm with you on it. Once once you get to the bench, you kind of just – it like disappears. Disappears and mm-hmm. you just don't want to – you don't want to touch any of his players. I don't know what he's going to do. So, um, well, I'll start with the quarterback position. First of all, um, the one thing we know from – you know, doing our first year in dynasty last year is that you, you need more than two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the dynasty is not like other leagues to where you can stream quarterbacks off the waiver wire every week because nobody wants to roster quarterbacks with these deeper benches, all the starting quarterbacks are taken. So he may have to trade for one there. Even at that, I mean, his quarterbacks are not bad. He has Aaron Rodgers and, and even Mitch Trubisky who had some blow up games last year. But the thing about, Rodgers is he took him as the second overall quarterback taken Mm -hmm. Uh, and and Rodgers has not you know he's had two years now in a row where he has not been that number one overall quarterback so I think he may have overspent a little bit on Rodgers you know last year he was ninth in points per game the year before seventh in points per game he's had injuries both years so maybe a little bit of a reach there he may have sacrificed some some good positional players uh, at quarterback. Now the only, the only saving grace is that, you know, new coach and they seem to have a little bit more, more, you know, faith in, in Aaron Rodgers and his ability to do things. So he may, he may end up being a better fantasy quarterback just because he's going to have more freedom, but, or it could be disastrous. Yep. Uh, moving on to his running backs. Uh, the three that he's actually playing, you know, Zeke, Marlon Mack, and Sonny Michelle. First of all, I, I think Zeke, um, I don't know, I may be changing in the last last couple of weeks. I, I may think, you know, if, if we were to redo the dynasty draft, I may take Zeke number one overall. Um, I didn't realize how many catches and targets he had last year. He's, I think there's a lot to be excited about with him. He's pretty amazing. Um, and, you know, the thing before him, he was a, he was strictly a standard league guy, but now with his, I think he had, you know, eighty some targets last year. He's he's now a PPR stud too, um, but that cannot be said about the other guys he has, and that's Marlon Mack and Sony Michelle. Right. Um, not sure how you feel about those guys, Kirk. Well, you, I, I feel I feel good about Zeke and Marlon Mack as running backs because I have them on another league. Um, those are my two picks for running backs, so I feel good about it. Um, Michelle is, I don't know. He's still going to come back from any injury that's bothering him. And it, it, I just, I wonder how much will he be like Todd Gurley to where it's going to affect him. It's going to be detrimental and his career could be shortened. Um, so that's kind of a big question mark as to how much you would want to invest in Sony Michelle right now. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle, like, you know, wouldn't, you know, people always talk about, you know, people are obviously talking a lot about Todd Gurley right now and his 
arthritis in his knee and the fact that the Rams traded up to draft a running back in the third round, which, you know, their actions are speaking louder than their words. But, you know, the Patriots did the same exact thing. In fact, they drafted a running back who was uh, more highly touted than the Rams running back. They they drafted Damian Harris, who was who was the starter over Josh Jacobs on the same Alabama team in college. Right. They drafted Damian Harris in the third round, traded up to get him. So their actions are speaking very loudly too. This one year after drafting Sony Michelle in the first round, I I I think there's a story there. Um, even though da- and, and the thing with Damian Harris is he's more of a three down back. He can do it all. He can catch the ball where Sony Michelle. I mean, shoot, last year seven catches. I mean that's that is I think for all. Yeah, who we would consider probably top 24 running backs, that is by far the lowest. So yeah. he does not really offer you, you know, last year, here, here's a great example. Last year in final standings, he was the number 25 running back in standard. He was the number 35 running back in, in PPR leagues, which this is a PPR league. So um, some real concerns with him. Uh, and, durability and it's, and it's not, it's not whether he's good. It's, He's going we, – we know how the Patriots use their running backs. Their focus is to, to make sure that they're at their peak when they're in the playoff time, and that's their playoffs. More than likely, by the time Sony Michelle is going to be utilized the most, it's going to be beyond the season of fantasy football. So it, right. it, he, he, almost, he almost becomes you know, just a, you know, a small cog in a big machine because of the way the Patriots use their guys. Yeah, and the, the other big thing with Sonny Michelle is, you know, he's the type of guy they use when they're winning um, and when they're up big. And if you look at the first half of their schedule, um, he may be utilized a little bit more. But when you look at the back half of their schedule, they have they have a lot of tough defenses in the back half of their schedule. And that's when you really need Sonny Michelle to come through. Um, again, that's that's when he's facing those good defenses and those will be closer games. Those are more James White yes. type games yes. than Sonny Michelle yeah. run, run out the clock and, and score touchdowns type of games. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I know PP eater is big on him, but he's got him in every league he's in, but I wouldn't be surprised if he at least moves him in one or two of his leagues. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Um, and again, before we move on to the next position, I mean, uh, his, his bench is awful for for backup running back. I mean, Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, Darwin Thompson. Oh, Jalen Richard. I mean, that's Austin Eckler is the only one who in a pinch you can maybe put in. But goodness gracious. I mean, he has to hope that, you know, with the new news uh, for Melvin Gordon coming out, right. that he may hold out. Um, or request a trade that he needs to bank on that for him to have any depth at running back. But you know, well, uh, I, I mean, and, and it's pretty cons- brutal. Consider consider the field right now too. Is is if if that if a trade is to happen, um, who would be a trade partner? Who would who would they be able to trade to get a starting running back? And and I just can't think of of too many teams to where it, it, they they could move him without just having that big old hole that they would be trying to fill in right away. And you know what? That brings, oh, that yeah. brings Cleveland to mind. 
Duke Johnson is trying to get a trade. They may try to move Melvin Gordon and then make a trade for, for Duke Johnson. And I think he's a better option than those two guys that uh, Pete Peters has on his bench. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. Yeah. If they move Melvin Gordon, um, they're not, they're not saying, okay, Hey, we're still set. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if he holds out for a game or two, that may be where Justin Jackson, Austin Eckler have some value. But other than that, he, he needs to make a move for some depth there. Yeah. All right, move, moving on to uh, P.P. Muncher's uh, wide receivers. Uh, Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen, I think that's that's pretty solid there. Tyler Boyd, um, for some reason, he – I mean, Tyler Boyd is a very solid guy. To have him as your number three – I think is is pretty good. I mean, he's very consistent, but you know, PP uh, Gobbler is pretty high on him. Uh, and then again, similar to running back, now like now you have questions about the team. His number four, who he has in a flex, is Tyrell Williams. Not sure why you want two guys from Oakland on the on the same team, uh, same fantasy team. And then at receiver uh, on the bench. I mean, Albert Wilson, you know, who we'll see. Aguilar, junk. Demarcus Robinson, junk. James Washington, looking like he lost the number two slot. Michael Gallup, maybe okay. But is there anybody that fires you up on that? Uh, probably probably the most the most likely to, to have any impact is Michael Gallup. But we also felt that way last year about him. And nothing, nothing came of it. And now that uh, Amari Cooper's there, I don't see Gallup being a big target guy. I don't, and then uh, Jason Witten coming back that also takes some pressure. He may be a one-two catch guy, and you know, maybe yeah, he's yards. he's the he's the Terrence Williams yeah. to Des Bryant. Yeah. That's that's what Michael Gallup is now. Yeah, and I don't remember who Terrence Williams was other than a few season, a few few uh, weeks in fantasy football. That was right. It. All right, and then finally, tight end. He has Eric Ebron, who, you know, um, touchdown machine. I think a lot of that will continue. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much of a timeshare that is with uh, Jack Doyle. And then he's got some old fuddy-duddies, <laughs> Delaney Walker and Kyle Rudolph. And then he is trying to strike gold with the next Gronk and Matt Lacoste. Again, nothing to be – I think real fired up about no, yeah, there. beyond beyond Eric Ebron. He's it's like going to be a coin flip on who, you know, who's uh, seven points. Do I want to play? Yeah. Again. So in, in conclusion, I, I think our, our, our ranking is, like I said, it was well-earned and I think warranted um, when you first look at his roster, you think, Oh man, that's, that's uh that's a pretty good team, but it's all window dressing. Like I said, it's top heavy mm-hmm. when you really sc- you know, scratch a surface. And that's really what dynasty is all about. And the other thing we haven't really hit on. And for some reason, uh, you know, PP smoker is he's big on this. He's big on trading away his first round picks. Uh, he's traded away his first round picks for his next two years. So not only is he extremely thin on his bench, he has no chance really of rebuilding that bench. Yeah players in waiting um so he he's gonna he's really can only rebuild through trades uh, he's not gonna be able to do it through the draft he's he's got a big shovel and he's digging digging hard and fast yep i got gotcha. you i don't, I don't so, know what i well, still don't know what he's gonna do about these bye weeks 
He, yeah, that's probably. that's a he's seven, eight, nine. He's Woo! gotta figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's got. Oh man. Yeah. Well, hey, that's what you get. Try to look at your bye weeks when that's you're drafting. That's what you. Yep. Yeah, don't have all Raiders on your team like he likes to do. Uh, okay. So again, I think you know, great job with our our rating. Or our ranking there, Kirk. Oh, another um, pat, thing, pats on our backs. Just, just, uh, I mean, really lends credence to why this is such a professional podcast, not only for entertainment value, but also for just a professional product that we, we put out yeah, there. Yeah, we, we know our stuff. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, good. So enough talking about the 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 purple pp eater let's let's move on to talk about our new league uh yeah i was getting bored without a new league so we created one with eight teams uh two quarterbacks two running backs two receivers two tight ends Three flex, and for the first time ever, uh, for one of our leagues, a super flex, which means that you can insert the quarterback into the flex position. Uh, we did a slow draft, which was another first, which took ended up taking about five days. We gave eight hours in between picks, and I thought that was a lot of fun because it allowed for some – I know not everybody was as involved in it, but it allowed for some some draft pick trading. Yeah, which was different. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. You didn't get into that. No, much, no. Right? I, I, I was, uh, I was. That was over Fourth of July weekend, and <clears throat> or during the week, and I just, I just could not spend that much time on it. So I basically just picked my spots and did okay. Uh, I made all my noise after the draft. Yeah, you have. So. Um... I'll tell you what, this was a, another a really, you know, uh, it, it's just been a lot of fun. We made it a very low um, dollar um, amount for the league dues. So there has been a lot of action in here. You know, I, that's I, I think that's kind of the recommendation I have now for moving forward is, you know, definitely love money leagues over free leagues, but don't make it so much that it forces guys to be conservative. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. The 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 tight sphincters uh, really really limit the amount of fun you can have, and 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 if anything, this this could this could um, lead to more trading in other leagues because you get the bug to do it in here, and then if you have any other leagues, you can yeah. realize this is what I could be doing. I could be trading and making my team slightly better. Yep. And the whole reason we do fancy football is because it's fun. Uh, just today in my office, there was two guys who are in the the two and one dynasty league who just, who have just heard us talking about trades and and things like that the last couple of days, and they said, "You know what? I want to be in this league." And they've signed up as co managers because it's just uh, you know because it's just that much different. The other thing we have that's kind of unique with this league is tight ends are one and a half points per reception, which, you know, makes that position more valuable too. And it's just been, it's been kind of nuts. So, um, 
really enjoying that one. Yeah, so yeah, just, yeah. Also, it, you could essentially be playing one, two, three, four, five, six tight ends if you wanted to in a given week. Not, not could. that that's recommended, but you could do that if you wanted. To. You could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have five tight ends on my roster, five or six tight ends on my roster right now, and and I feel like I need more. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, but you know, it's been fun. It's been kind of cool. And, um, maybe when we're done with all the team previews for the two and one dynasty league, we'll kind of recap that one or maybe have a preview episode for that league. But, uh, yeah, just, um, we were bit by the bug and, and hopefully that's it for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully football season comes quick so we don't have time to, to wallow in our, you know, self-pity of lack of football right right so um you know i think that's really all we have for today i, I we'll, we'll get we'll get pp face on on the show eventually um didn't want him on for this one just because he's not a very entertaining person no. thought that he would kind of you know after coming back from a long uh pause i didn't want to to you know, we, we needed to build the momentum back up, and I just don't know that he was the right personality to do that. No, especially, yeah, especially with, no. if we have to talk about his team while he's trying to describe why he has his crappy bench. Oh, oh I can't wait until – I can't wait until he tries to defend it oh. on the show. He'll, he'll, he'll talk to you like you're the stupidest person in the world. It's great. It'll be great. He's the, he's so, the stupidest person in the world. How about that? He he, well, he is a very stupid person. Um, all right. So next next episode, uh, we will we will preview B Mitch's team. Who B Mitch is being a little B bitch when it comes to trading. So that's something we'll have to address. Uh, tr- I'll try and get him on the show. He's living in the D.C. area now, uh, but uh, yeah, we got to knock. The He's one of the out. guys that doesn't like to trade either. He doesn't like to oh. trade, because I because I hurt him two years ago. Oh wow! So we'll we'll definitely talk about. Thanks that. a lot, Craig. Thanks a lot. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, that's all we have for the fancy boys. We are signing and off. And we're fading out.